Greenville Health System's mission is to heal compassionately, teach innovatively, improve constantly. And in that spirit, we present this special podcast series, Inside Health, brought to you by Greenville Health System. Here's Melanie Cole. Taking charge of your own health is one of the most important things you can do for yourself and your loved ones, and health screenings are the way to be your own best health advocate. My guest today is Dr. Philip Way. He's a family medicine physician at Riverside Family Medicine Eastside, part of Greenville Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Way. So let's start with some general health screenings that you think everyone should have, and let's start with the men. What are some of the most important screenings that men should be looking out for? Well, typically most men, um, essentially men specifically, one of the big ones that we talk about is prostate cancer screening. There are some different opinions or different thoughts from different groups as far as if this should be done or not and how often it should be done. On average, this should be a conversation you have with your doctor around age 45 to 50. Depending on other health conditions, it is still generally recommended for some type of prostate cancer screening at um, you know 45 to 50, depending on your race and other health factors. So you're mentioning PSA, and what about a digital? Is that at the same time, because men are very hesitant to get this yes. particular screening just for that yes. reason? And I typically go over the guidelines with my male patients. What they've shown in testing is that sometimes DRE or the digital rectal exam does more harm than good. I rarely do this anymore unless patients have specific symptoms of urinary symptoms or other worrisome symptoms, but I tend to use more of the PSA or the prostate screening antigen. It's not a great test, but it is a fairly decent test when done yearly to help screen for prostate cancer. We do this typically for men who have about a 10-year or more life expectancy. It's been shown to be beneficial. Um, different, Again, different doctor groups have different recommendations about prostate screening, but it's good to have that conversation with your doctor about what specifically would be the best test for you and what you feel comfortable with doing. So. so if PSA and digital are recommended for men, what about women? What do you recommend for them and what age? Sure. Well, there are several tests that are recommended for both men and women, but women specifically, uh, typically we want to start getting a pap smear for cervical cancer screening at about age 21. Uh, that's no matter when you first became sexually active. We know that cervical cancer is fairly common in females, and by starting those pap smears at, at age 21, you can greatly reduce your risk of developing cervical cancer. Those pap smears used to be done annually. There are some new guidelines that say that if it's been normal, we can go to every three years and even every five years after age 30 if they've been normal and we do what we call HPV co-testing. That's one of the big ones that we do for females. Another big one for females is mammograms. Again, there are different recommendations on when we should start screening mammograms. Most of the guidelines recommend somewhere between age 40 and 50. Um, Again, this is a conversation I have with my specific patients to see what their family history may be, what their comfort level is with waiting until age 50 versus starting at age 40. And once we do that and have that conversation, we get a good plan in place for, for breast cancer screening with a mammogram. And as you said, there are some screenings for both men and women. Start with sure. blood pressure. When yes. should you be screened and checked for blood pressure problems? That's a very good question. Um, the Basic heart screening things that we do involve blood pressure screening and cholesterol screening. Blood pressure typically is something that we check with your visit whenever, you see, whenever you're seen by the doctor. We typically want you to get that done at least every couple of years, um, starting at age 18. Even pediatric patients should be getting a blood pressure screen with their yearly checkups, however. Um, we know that by just this simple screening, we can often treat or we can find and treat hypertension and greatly reduce the risk of having heart attack or other 
cardiovascular symptoms or cardiovascular diseases develop. When you mentioned blood blood work, cholesterol, mm-hmm. what else in yes. the blood work, Dr. Wei, do you want to see us get checked for? Is vitamin D something that is involved in a regular blood work check now besides cholesterol, glucose levels? What are you looking for? Yeah, typically, again, depending on risk factors, we often check glucose or sugar, some type of screening for diabetes. Again, this screening, there's not a specific age range or group that is specifically set for this, but usually this is done with the yearly physical blood work. And those who are at higher risk, if they're obese or overweight or have a strong family history of diabetes, just try at a much earlier age, you know, getting that screening test done. Vitamin D is something that we very commonly see deficiencies in. It's one of the most common nutritional deficiencies. Um, I very rarely screen for this. However, if patients are having any specific symptoms of vitamin D deficiency or if more so if they're at risk for vitamin D deficiency. If they're not getting out in the sun, if they're older, if they have a lot of chronic medical problems, I'll often check a vitamin D level to make sure that it's where it should be. And what about body mass index? Is this something Mm -hmm. that people should be having a screening for? Well, body mass index, despite not being perfect, it is fairly effective in giving uh, giving physicians and patients an idea of where they are from a weight standpoint for their height. And so um, we consider BMI a good tool for helping us assess obesity status or overweight status or if patients are at their normal or recommended weight. There are certain outliers where the BMI might not be quite as effective. We know that patients who have a lot of muscle mass it might not be as effective in kind of getting a weight status for those patients. Patients who are on the shorter or taller scale for height might be a little bit more screwed towards um, having some BMI numbers that aren't as accurate as they should be, but it is a good screening test that we do with most visits because it can give us a very effective number in general. And one of our better cancer prevention and screening tests, the colorectal cancer colonoscopy. Tell us when you should have your first colonoscopy and then thereby after. Yes. Um, For the most part, we do recommend colonoscopies in both men and women at age 50. That would be when you initially get the starting or the initial screening test done. If you have a strong family history of colon cancer, you should definitely talk to your doctor about getting one done sooner. If the the colonoscopy or colon cancer screening is normal at age 50, then typically we say every five years, or excuse me, every 10 years. However, if there are some abnormal findings, if they see some polyps or some, you know, uh, abnormal but non-cancerous masses, sometimes they want to repeat that at three or five years, depending on what they see. But for the normal screening, we usually we say 10 years. What about skin cancer? How often should someone see a dermatologist to get a full body check to look for things? Very good question. Again, there are no great guidelines on that, and a lot of it is patient-specific when we make that determination. If you have a lot of sun exposure, previous skin cancers, then we do recommend a yearly skin exam to be done. Some newer guidelines say that just screening everybody might not be the most effective um, pattern, but again, this is something that we'd want you to talk individually with your doctor and dermatologist about uh, to figure out if, if you need to have that yearly skin screening done or not. So I wish I could give you a better answer than that, but one of those that we have kind of no, no good evidence supporting that everybody should get that yearly skin exam done. So. So what advice do you give every day to your patients, Dr. Way, about being their own best health advocate, getting these screenings at the recommended times, and possibly keeping their own records, making sure that they understand the results the doctors give them? What do you tell people? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think the most important thing for patients to understand is that the benefit of having a yearly wellness visit or a yearly physical is, is, is great. 
when, with those yearly visits, we can pretty much discuss all the health maintenance topics. And we've just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg so far. There's so many more, you know, screening things that we talk about as far as lung cancer screening, um, screening for bone density tests in women, you know, things like that. And by keeping that yearly kind of wellness visit, we can make sure that we go through all those screening recommendations that might be recommended based on their age, their sex, their risk factors, and we can formulate a good plan with that visit. Um, You are completely correct that patients, you know, I I, I encourage them to take take control of their own health, to be educated on those kind of screening topics that that we've mentioned, and to, to, you know, to focus on, in general, a healthy lifestyle with overall diet and exercise is key as well. It's really great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Way, for being with us today. You're listening to Inside Health with Greenville Health System. And for more information on available screenings, you can go to ghs.org slash screenings. That's ghs.org slash screenings. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.